Okay, let's start our discussion of this year, Parsha's Yisro, the Parsha of Matan Torah, Tavshin Ayin Beis, the first Parsha of Matan Torah, of course, Yisro, the spring Parsha of Matan Torah, spring, well, Tu B'Shvat was today, so it's somewhat spring-like, uh, the winter and spring um, version, and the other one, of course, is in Parsha's Bo'ez But we have Parsha's Yisro, Yisro comes to Am Yisrael, Vayishma Yisro Kohen Midian, Chosein Moshe, Yisro comes... To meet Am Yisrael, he takes Moshe's wife and the two grandchildren, and he brings them to to Moshe, and he hears everything that has taken place. We've discussed in the past the Machlokas Tanaim, which turns it into a Machlokas Rishonim, whether this parsha is exactly how it looks in the parsha, and that is Yisro came before Maimon Ar Sinai. Beginning of Parshish Yisro happened before the end of Parshish Yisro, or did he come after? After all, we look in Rashi, the first Rashi in the Parsha. Rashi says, "What did he hear?" By Yishma Yisro, Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemas Amalek. There is another opinion that said he heard Matan Torah, but Rashi leaves that one out because Rashi has it um, as it is in the in the way that we have it. Again, it's Machlokas Tanam exactly how it occurred. But let's start with Pasuk Tess. Yisro hears everything, and then there's a very challenging word to translate. Vayichad Yisro. I'll call Hatova Asher Asa Hashem Yisrael. He was Chad. How do you translate that? Vayichad Yisro. So Rashi quotes, Tubshatim. Rashi quotes, Vayismach Yisro Zeo Pshuto. Yichad, from the word Chad. Chedva. Chad, simply, he was happy. Amazing. Just flows with the rest of the of the uh, parsha, which seems like he was very excited and happy. But the Medra says somewhat of the opposite. His skin became prickly. He got goosebumps. Why? Because he was upset. He was upset on the fact that Mitzrayim was lost. What do you mean was lost? And this is what people say. Even though he was coming to convert, but he still had certain feelings and it kind of hurt him a little bit that his tribe, well, he, he was in Mitzrayim, he was from Midian now, but he still felt felt somewhat bad. This is Rashi. But if you look at the Gemara in Masechah Sanhedrin, beginning of source number one, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dapsaladalad is quoted, it's a Rav and Shmuel. Shmuel says exactly what Rashi says that chidudin chidudin, but Rav says it a different shot. Rav Omar shehevir cherev chada al besaro vayichat from the word sharp chad. He brought a sharp knife on his basar, meaning he gave himself a bris milah vayichat yisro. That's Rav, and then Shmuel holds shenasa besaro chidudin chidudin al avadon mitzrayim. Omar Rav, and then Rav quotes. Question one. Ask of Yosef Nechemia Kornitzer. It's interesting, it's not so difficult, but it's interesting that Rav is the one in the Gemara that quotes the phrase that people say about people to prove and to bolster Shmuel's opinion. Rav said Chad means Brismiwa. Shmuel holds Pesaro Chidudin Chidudin. And then Amar Rav, Hainu Damriinchi. This is what people say. Umachim, Echevi Rav Ryan Ledivri Shmuel Bal Plukte. So it's not so unusual, but it is interesting that Rav is quote Rav quotes this line of Hainu Damriinchi to support Shmuel. V'Hanirul Anias Daitis. This starts us off tonight. A drush from Yosef Nachemia, the great Darshan from World War Two. V'Hanirul Anias Daiti Delopligi Vigam Rav Modelei Shmuel. Really, we could put both opinions together. Rav could be moded to Shmuel. Rav who holds bris milah could be moded to Shmuel who said, no, 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 he was very upset. What's the connection between those two? So he's going to take us for a little, for a little trip. There's a halach, as we know, that a, an, an RL, someone without a bris milah is not allowed to eat the carbon Pesach. Oh, and not only that, not only if a man doesn't have bris milah, can he not eat the current Pesach, but even, even if there's an RL within his possession, or within his household, 
If my son is an RL, I can't eat the current Pesach. If my Evan, my Evan Kanani is an RL. The Evshar Echad Mata'amin Bazel, why? Why is that? Why is it so important? An RL could do almost every mitzvah, but he can't do carbon Pesach. And, and my children, my children being Arelim? So let's see what Rav Yosef Echemia says. As we know, Avram Avinu was commanded by Hashem before Bismillah, through Mila, he will become perfected. He will become Tamim. What does that mean? So we don't question God. That we quit, that we accept everything Hashem tells us and gives us and plans out for us. That's what Tamim Tia, like the context in Sefer Dvarim, Tamim Tia, don't search after magicians, don't search after others to try to see the future. No, Tamim Tia, Hashem Lakecha. Just be Tamim with Hashem. Not to be Maharar after Midos Van Hagos of Yisbarach. Amnam, Kfar Amru. We know, Ki Arlas Habasar Mechuvenes Keneged Arlas Halev. There are a number of times that it says RL in the Torah in Tanakh, and the RL Basar is parallel, Mukhuvan, to the Arlas Halev, to the RL of her hearts. Virak Besur Ha'achas, Efshar Lohasir Hashnia. Only when we have removed our physical blockage, our physical foreskin, our physical Arla, Arla. So then the RL on her hearts could also be removed. And in that way, we could accept everything and be Tamim with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Obviously, being a Tamim, what does that have to do with physically removing the Arla? There's a connection, as we know. According to Chazal, we, move the, we remove the Arla Saguf, Memela, that will help us removing our Arla Saleif. Al-Kain, therefore, line 18, B'tzavoso Yisbarach Avram Alamila, Amarlo Hisaleich Lefanei Tamim. So that's why Hashem, as an introduction to the mitzvah of Mila, he says to Avraham that through this mitzvah, which you think is just a physical act of removing an extra piece of skin, no, this is symbolic of the Arlas Halev, removing any difficulties that we have in accepting the will of Hashem. Sherak al Yedei Hamila, Yitzahir Lovavo Mikaldea Nifsada Vehiru Rachas Vishalam. So through removing the Arlas Haguf, we could become Tamim and have have full f- connection with our heart to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Mila. Next step. V'chein Pirish Adoni Avi, he quotes his father, who gives pshat, who gives really a drash to a pasuk in Parsha Shmos, when Moshe Rabbeinu was on his way back to Mitzrayim, and we know what happened, his son didn't have bris Mila, and Tzipora comes to the rescue. What does the pasuk say? Vayihi baderech bamalon. They were on the Derek Bamalon, Al Derek Drush, says the father of Yosef Nechemia. Pirish Milas Malon Milashin Tluna Vihisloninus. Maybe Bamalon can also be interpreted as Tluna, complaining, upset, so to speak. Vikavanas Akasav, you know what the Pasik is saying here? Kipa Azbahaloch Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu was going back, Hashem tells him to go back, and we know how, how much Moshe did not want to go back to be the leader. And he thought about them, and he realizes what they've been going through. Maybe there was a tinge. He's somewhat upset, obviously, on Moshe Rabbeinu's level. Sending him now to redeem them? Maybe deep, deep down he's thinking, what they have to go through this for? Why, why did they have to go through this Korah Barzel that he couldn't understand everything at this moment? Right, we know he was upset. What did he say to Akadosh Baruch Hu? It's only gotten worse since I came. What does the Pasuk mean? Malone. He was on his way. He was on the dark by Malone to have Tluna, to be upset, to have some tainas against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's what he, that's Baderach by Malone. And Sipora sees this. Sipora, she, she, he spoke to her, to his wife. 
So Tzipora sees her husband. Skip a couple of lines. Tzipora says, this isn't my Moshe. There must be something going on here externally that is preventing Moshe from connecting totally with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why was he chosen? Obviously he was chosen for who he was. He's starting to have these thoughts. There must be something here that's causing it. So what does she think? She remembers. She remembers, but she remembers the, the message. They didn't have the mitzvah yet. But she remembers the message of Pesach. Even the foreskin of my son prevents me from taking part of the current Pesach. What does that mean? That an Arlas Haguf, not even in a mind, I'm a family member, could be pogame and prevent my being Tamim Tiem Hashem Alokecha. Could prevent me from being totally connected to Hashem. Zipporah gets up, she realizes what the problem is. She doesn't need the medrash about the snake that swallows him up from the bottom and then from the top. Uh, uh, Busby Brismila. She realizes, because that's the message of Arla. They had the message, they had Brismila already. That was from Avram Avinu. Alkain miyad vatikat Zipporah tsar, vatikhrosis Arla's benach. Ki hevina, she realized. That's what's causing. There must be an external force that's causing the problem with my Moshe Rabbeinu, with my husband. The Alkane, one final touch, and then we get back to Yisro. Remember, that's what we're trying to get back to. The Alkane, Belelis, Kaddish, Chagah, Pesach. That's why on the night of Pesach, we cannot, we cannot partake of the Garden Pesach without, with a, without a bris milah. Why? You could shake a lulav if somebody's an RL. One could count for a minion if somebody's an RL. They can do almost every other mitzvah if somebody's an RL. Not Karban Pesach. Why not? Okay, not Shruma either. But why not Karban Pesach? Because the night of Pesach, maybe we could be in the same state that Moshe Rabbeinu was at the end of Parsha Shmos on the way back, and we start talking about Maskel Bignus. And we start talking about the Shibud and Avadim Ayinul Parab Mitzrayim. And we have so many questions. Just take us out quickly. So we can already start thinking, Halalu of the Avadazara, Halalu of the Avadazara. So, in order to help us be in a state of Tamimus with Hashem on the night of Pesach, we all have to have Brismila beforehand. Al line 14, Laman Namo Betamimusenu, Siva Hashem Shalolageshes El HaPesach. Everybody's got to have a bris milah. So the message so far that we have said, Arlas Haguf, parallel to Arlas Halev, we have to get rid of it in order to be able to come to the state of Tamim Tia Im Hashem And that is why Moshe Rabbeinu needed the help of Sipora. And that is why the night of Pesach, we all have to have bris milah beforehand. And now finally, punchline, what does this all have to do with us? Hachanami line eighteen. Be Yisro, be Hergisho, be Asmosha, be Saranaso, Chidudim, Chidudim. Yisro, remember, he's coming to convert. Chazal tell us he already knew. He heard about what Hashem did and all the makos. He left his great, comfortable position in Midian, and he's inspired, and he's amazed, and he's ready. He wants to become Jewish, and all of a sudden he comes, and he and he feels, he feels he's ups, he's, he's upset. He feels bad about the, the Ivadon Mitzrayim. That's, that's Shruel. So he says to himself, why am I feeling this? I'm inspired. I want to be connected to the Baruch Hu. Aha! He took out a knife and he gave himself for Smilah. He was, he was already inspired. Just like Sipora did for Moshe Rabbeinu. Yisro realized about himself. There must be some external force that's causing me to have these thoughts, that's causing me to have these feelings. Whether he asked Moshe about it or he figured it out himself, he knew some mitzvahs already. He quickly, he took out a knife and he was mild himself. Rav and Shmuel fitting together. Shmuel says he felt That's why he says of Yosef Nechemia. He realized there was something wrong and he gave himself a bris milah and that's why Rav supports Shmuel because it's really, it's really two pshatim that fit together. Heavy drush from Rabbi Yosef Nechem Yekornitzer but Shivim Panam Latora and that gets us on the map tonight. Okay. Now that we're on the subject of Yisro, let's talk a little about Yisro a little more. As we know, 
the most famous question on the parsha is the parsha of Maimon Har Sinai. The parsha of Matan Torah is named for a ger, for Yisra. Okay, wonderful. He was he was Moshe's Moshe's father-in-law, and he had tremendous zechuyos. But let's put it all into perspective for a second. Asks Rav Yerucham in source number two, Yisro, a no-name stranger that nobody knew, all of a sudden comes to the Jewish people, two million people in the desert, walks straight up to Moshe Rabbeinu, obviously they knew there was a connection, and starts giving him Musr. It's pretty amazing. Moshe Rabbeinu? And he's taking criticism from Yisrael, from no, nobody knew who this was. Says of Yerucham, what was the root of what Yisrael did and he felt? What was his secret? What was he able to do and see and even tell Moshe Rabbeinu? Let's see what he says. First he quotes Rashi, right? Yisrael comes and says, why are you standing here all day? Right, you're tiring yourself out. Rashi quotes Yoshev Kemelach, Vukulam Omdim, Vukshad Aval Yisro, Shemizalza, Vachvodan Shah Yisro, Vachichwakach. He gave Moshe rebuke. Gadluso Shal Yisro Haya. What was the godless of Yisro, says Yerucham? What was the root midah of his that made him great? Begodel Koach Habikoret Shalom. His ability to give constructive criticism. His ability to, yes, see a problem, say, give, a corre- uh, give an idea of correction, and we'll see, not only to others. He just came, he was a lowly convert. Yes, he was his father-in-law. But still he's coming and giving tocha to Moshe Rabbeinu, the one into the Makis and Kriyas Yamsuf. Umikoach zehu shebala kol yitzrono. That was his Yitaron, Yisro. That was his extra push that nobody, that others didn't have. Hine, lusha avar hayamaka b'chol avodas alilim sheba olam. V'lo iniach avodas alilim shelo avda. There was not one idol. There was not one emuna that he didn't research and he didn't try to believe it until he gave it up because he realized that's incorrect. He criticized himself in what he believed in. So he had to move on and try something else. He looked at it critically and said, does this make sense? Is this true? Is this what the ultimate force and source wants from me? And until he got the answer of MS, he didn't stop. He didn't stop his Bikoret on himself. And then it came out to his son-in-law as well. By Dezeh, through this constant searching and this constant trying to figure out what the emes is, it led him obviously to the Jewish people. And this is what led him to Moshe as well. Even though Moshe had good explanations, they want to come to me, they want to hear me. They're coming to me. He wanted to do it. He was being Moser Nefesh. Yisro says, no, no, no. Be correct. Yisro says it's not correct. He was able to, to zero in on the truth even more than Moshe Rabbeinu in this regard. Maybe Moshe was a Nogavadavar. But Yisro comes in and says it's not correct. It says if you're I'm generalizing now. Our ability, one's ability to focus on the truth, to focus on MS, that was Yisrael. And it's challenging because we are so blinded by negios, by other issues that are part of our life. And the Torah itself, the Torah does not hide when there is something negative to say about a biblical figure. The Torah doesn't hide it. Because life is not about being perfect. Life is about 
going through the struggles and through the challenges and trying to see the emes through that. Chazal is full. He even quotes the Ramban, a known Ramban in Parshas Lechlecha. When the Ramban states, Da, ki Avram Avinu chatachet gadol b'shkaga. Avram Avinu sinned a great sin. V'hayelo l'vtoch b'shem sheyatzil otovet ishtovet kol asher lo. Gam yitziyato min ha'aret shenitztava lebetchilim b'nei arav avon asher chata. The Ramban lists off even places where Chazal didn't say it. He, right, the fact that he left because of the famine... That Nisayun, maybe he shouldn't have left. Maybe throwing Hagar out. Ki Halokim, or, or, or Sarah. Later on he says it about Sarah. Torturing Hagar. Ki Halokim, Barab, Yiftenu, Mimavet, HaKadosh Baruch could could save you from the famine too. V'yala Maisa, Zen, Nigzer, Al-Zaru, Hagolos, Mitzrayim, Yad, Paro. Difficult Ramban, that was why we went into Mitzrayim, a punishment. Okay, not for now. But either way, the, the message for us of the Ramban is... That everybody could be under Mikorat. He's not even quoting a Medrash. The Rabban is saying it himself. This was the Koach of Yisrael. Someone who was able to see to the true message of the situation. On the bottom. Koach al yado adam but as he started off by saying, call a love levaker et atzmo. Before any bikara to others, it's to ourselves. As Yisro did. And he searched and he searched. And he kept self being so self-critical. This is not the true emuna. This is not the true emuna. Until he came to the realization of what the true emuna is. And he comes and the first thing he does is to tell Moshe Rabbeinu, this is incorrect. This was the type of person he was. Praiseworthy is the person that is mechunan, that has such a midah, that is able to look within themselves and constantly strive for higher heights and constantly strive to be closer to the MS. That was a Yisro. The lowly Ger coming. Ger is not lowly. He's unbelievable. But in the state that he was there, the stranger. He comes to Moshe Rabbeinu and gives a Musr and Moshe accepted it because he knew he was right. The Ramchal devotes an entire parak to this theme in Mesul Yisharim in the third parak. Midas has the heroes. The entire parak. This, this is step one. The first Midas, we know that Mesul Yisharim is based on a Brisa, Mesachas Avodah Zarah. Zahiris, maybe all of these reasons, Zahiris is the first step. Says the Ramchal. The first step in Avodah Hashem is stopping and thinking and analyzing and self and being self-critical again in a positive way, not to lead me to get depressed. I'm a nothing. No, Chas v'Shalom, to lead me to focus and to think: Where can I do better? Where can I improve? Where can I channel my my energies more? Says the Ramchal, the next source. What does that mean? What does the heroes mean? Klomar misbonein umifakeach al maasabu drachav. Thinking, thinking, analyzing, thinking about my life. Hatovim heimim lo lebilti azov nafsholas akanati vadon chas vechalila. And not to just let myself go on a dangerous path. Like somebody blind at night. He says somebody who doesn't, doesn't think about their lives, doesn't do self-examination, doesn't do a cheshvan hanefesh. Line 8. Even animals guard themselves from danger. They have instincts. Right, anything that they feel, some, some of them aren't, aren't so smart, they're walking in front of a car. But most of the time, animals jump away, and they're scared. If, if, we don't, if we're not thinking, if we're not being, giving bikoret to ourselves, we're like a blind person walking on the edge of a bridge. Who knows? We're in such a dangerous state. And this is what the Yitzhahara tries to do. Tries to get us not to think. 
Yeah, you want to live an inspired life? Yeah, go, go, do, do, go, rush, 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 busy. We don't have time to think. Life is busy enough, but we have to somehow, says the Ramchal, among many of the Bali Musr, to figure out time to think about our lives. Whether it's two minutes a day, whether it's a certain time of the week before we go to sleep, we have to, we have to be a little like Yisro. We have to think a little bit about our day, about our lives, about our derech. Ulam, line 22. This is what he tries to do. To make us, to do everything by road. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go David, you gotta go learn, you gotta go this, you gotta, even mitzvos. He's very smart. He's not gonna tell us to do things we don't wanna do. Even Latov, being osik in good things. He makes it heavy upon us. It should be heavy in a good way. We should be busy. But he makes us not even think at all. That he makes us go so fast that we don't even think about what we're doing. He knows. If we think a little bit, we'd be able to just modify. We'd be able to just redirect a little bit. And in that way, make a world of difference. And he says, connecting to Parsha Shmos, which we just spoke about. That's exactly what Paro did also. What happened? But Israel, we're starting to think about leaving and freedom and Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron. They're all coming at Geula. What did Paro do? He took away their one day of rest. Work harder. He didn't want them to think. He didn't want them to be able to focus. Because once we focus, amazing things can happen. That's what Paro says. Not only to take away their physical time. to give any moment of thought. In order for other things, he says that's That's exactly what the Sahara does. He just tells us to go quickly, 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 and not think. And what we have to do is to think and to focus and be like Yisro. What's the MS? Is this correct? Is there any way that I could do better? That's Rabbi Rucham telling us the secret of Yisro. Okay, we move on. So Yisro's advice. Yisro says, Moshe, you got to take a rest a little bit. You're all there alone. They come to me to seek out God. One of the Rishonim on this Pasuk says, this is one of the sources, they come to me to ask them, ask me to daven for their cholim. Lidrosh Elohim. One of the Rishonim. They come to me. And I judge. Interesting, how many mitzvahs did they have so far? What kind of piske did? All day they're, all day they're coming to me. So Pashas, they had fights. It wasn't about uh, Shilas and, uh, and Ilkos Trefus. Right? They had fights. They didn't have too many mitzvahs yet. Were they Shilas and Kibra Ve'im and Paraduma? And uh, not too many? Okay. So, no, it's not good. You're going to get worn out. Listen to me. You'll bring the thing, you'll bring the items. Then warn them. You'll tell them. But appoint people. They'll judge. But the big things I'll still bring to you. The small things, small things, they will judge themselves, but the big things they will bring to you. What's big, what's small? How do you judge big and small? We're not going to get into the other problem, which the Biskarov here talks about, not for now, that later on it says, Hadavar HaKasha, Pasachavav. First, the first Yisrael says, Dabar HaGadol, and Pasachavavav, and later on it's Dabar HaKasha. But either way, what's, what's big? The big things, Moshe, you'll still do. The small things, you know, they'll do. So if you would have asked us, we would have said the big things are uh, the major, the major monumental Shilohs, the Shilohs of life and death, 
The Shilas that, that you couldn't answer, the, un, the Teku Shilas, those are the Dabar HaGadol. What did Chazal say about Dabar HaGadol? What, what, what the Pasuk says? Moshe, you tell them certain things and the rest they'll take care of. Says the Gemara in Mesechas Baba Metziah. But for, this is the question. What's the Dabar HaGadol? Who makes this horror of Schwab? Rav Schwab is source number four. Umahim Dvarma Gadolim. What are the big things? What are the big things that we're talking about here? Chazal Darshin this Pasik that we just read in Pasachaf. Vahodatalahem. Moshe, you'll tell them as a derech yelchubav as a maisa shoyasun. You'll tell them the derech and the maisa. So what are those? Vahodatalahem zebeis chayehem. Upirish Rashi, Lil Modlahem, Umnis Lahisparnis Bo. You'll tell them a craft. Es haderech zugemilas chasadim. Yelchu zebiker cholim. Ba zukvura. Ves ha-maisa zedin. Asher yasa lefimishur zedin. What's going on here? What is Moshe Rabbeinu in charge of? I would have thought the hardest shilas in, in Hilchas, Hilchas Trefus and Hil- difficult shilas. What are the examples given? The interpersonal relationships. The Beinadel Machavero, the Gemilus Chesed, those are the big things, Moshe, that they need to hear from you. Sheyahainu sheimaso matanoshal adam beemuna v'yenem yigia kapa b'derekivakala. You should make a living, and you should earn an honest, honest wage. V'lo zubal v'ashlo yashlo chavero. Not enough not to rip people off. Ella sheyigmal chasadim lebriyim ulecholim bigomal chesed. You need Moshe Rabbeinu to tell them this. Beaker Cholim couldn't be done by the Sari Alafim and the Sari Meos. Well, you need Moshe Rabbeinu? Yes. You need Moshe Rabbeinu because this is the basics. The basics of our religion. Why? Rav goes one beautiful step further. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu Dafka to tell them this, which is already a surprise for us? Says Rishwab, what's the root of all of these mitzvos? What's the root of Gemilas Chesed? What's the root mitzvah? All of those are mitzvahs to Rabbanan. Yes, the Ahatla Recha Kamocha. But what one could suggest is even the root of Ahatla Recha Kamocha. Vesod Ha'inyin Bazel, line 26. Shemitzvahs ben Adam lachaveiro enam stam nimusim tovim atzom chimisecha lanoshis yakal Adam yashar. These ideas are not just ethics and derech eretz that was made by a human being. We've said this idea based on the first Bartanura in Perkei Avos in the past, but now Rav Schwab is taking it his way. Ela shehem dveikus b'midos of Yisbarach. All of these mitzvahs are at root imitating God. Following his ways. He does chesed, so you do chesed. He's mevaker cholim. We should must be mevaker cholim. He's kover mesim. We have to be kover mesim. The root of all these mitzvos is being like Hashem. Like the Rambam says in Ochaz Deos, Mitzuvim anulo leches bidrachim ha'elu ha'benonim. Ve'im adrachim ha'tomim ha'yesharim. And the Gemara and Shabbos, Mahu Nikrochanan Afatochanun, says Rav Schwab, who better than Moshe to tell Am Yisrael how to do these mitzvos? If at root it's all about being like Hashem, who spent more time with Hashem than anybody else, who came closer to Hashem than anybody else? Yes, this was before Matar. Well, if it was after Matar, then we know he already spent forty days with Moshe Rabbeinu. And if it was before, if it was after Montar, it was before Montar. He still was with Hakadosh Baruch Hu the most. And as we know later in history, he spent 120 days biyachidus with Hakadosh Baruch Hu up on top of the mountain. Moshe, you—that's this is a Dover Gazel. Moshe, you still have to tell him how to be like God because you're the man. You're the one that's closest to him. You're the one that understands this the most. So what are the big things? Chesed. All of these other drushes based on the Pasuk. That's the Dover Gadol. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu has to keep to himself. Everybody else could do all the other Shilas. Right, to work out uh, issues. 
But Moshe, you still have to do this, and Yisro knew it. Yisro knew it, he didn't suggest otherwise. The haven at the end, the haven Yisro, We might have said, what's the, what's the big deal? Biker Cholim, let the Sari Ameyas say it over. No, Moshe Rabbeinu has to say it over. Because it's all about being like the Kodesh Baruch Hu. You want to be like Hashem? you got to follow Moshe Rabbeinu. He's the one that really knows. The halach de bedrachav mahu afata. Okay. Continuing. Aseret Adibris. Aseret Adibris. Three points. The next three thoughts related to the Aseret Adibris. Obviously we could have a few weeks of shiurim on the Aseret Adibris. 606 letters in Aseret Adibris plus the seven Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Medrash tells us, yes, the seven are included in the 613. Okay. I forgot the exact numbers. It's something really, I think it's 620 altogether. So it's 613 plus the seven of the Shevet Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Famous question we'll start off with. I am Hashem who took you out of Egypt. Why does it say, Asher Hosei Sicha Meeretz Mitzrayim? There's another phrase that could have been said. Question already by the Rishonim. I created the world, but it doesn't say that. Akadosh Baruch Hu chose to introduce himself as Asher So the most common answer given is that that's what they could relate to. They lived through it. That's not shaykh to them. I'm sorry, they got to tell me something that I went through. It makes much more of an effect. Somebody tells us about something that happened 20 years ago. You know, it's, if we went 100 years ago. You know, so then it, it's not the same. Somebody tell me, tells us something that happened five years ago. We went through it. It's much more meaningful to us to give an example. So that's the most common answer. Two other ideas, though, suggested by the Nachlas Tzvi. Nachlas Tzvi, Mishulm Tzvi Gross, who says as follows. Two answers. Number one. Chazal tell us in Mesechus Erevin that there's a machlokas. Whether it was a good idea to understand this machlokas a little better, but the Gemara says, Nimnu v'gamru, Noach lo la'adam shalom nivra yoser misha nivra. They got together and decided that it was better for a person not to be created than to be created. It's challenging to be an Oved Hashem, to be a servant of God, no matter who we are. Whether we have seven mitzvahs or 613 mitzvahs, it's very challenging. And in a certain sense, Yosef Dov Shalom Nivra. The Gemara continues and says, but now that we're created, we better do the best we can. Okay. But the Gemara says that there's a tinge, there's a tinge of negativity, the way that we can look at my separations. I go to Sparkle, you put us into the world. It's difficult, it's challenging. You created us, but look, is it a schus for us? Just as a mushal, as a mushal, the post can say, we're not allowed to convert anybody that we know is not going to be a Shemar Torah Mitzvah, because now it's worse for them. They're a Jew now, so it's even worse than they were before. So, Gadish Baruch, you created us. You put us into this situation. Is it a total schus? So we know it's an unbelievable, amazing schus. You have to understand that Gemara a little better. But at least the Gemara says, in a certain way, there's a little negativity, a little tinge that you can look at it. But Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim had no negativity. Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim was kulotov. The ultimate purpose and goal. That's why Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't want to have any any complaints. I took, I created you. No, no, you created us. But Yosef of Shalom Nivra. No, no. I show Okay, you got us. There's nothing to complain about. I show Number one. Second idea. This one is said by other Mepharshim as well. O Yeshlomar. Masha Amar Khan, the focus is Hashem Elokecha. Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Two Shemos of Hashem are used right here at the beginning of the Dibros. Hainu, Shem Havaya, 
Ve'lokim biyachad. Hashem, Yudke Vavke Midas Harachamim, Elokecha, Elokim Midas Hadin. Put together at the beginning of the Dibros. Midas Hachesun, Midas Hadin. Why? Hashem had to use both things. He could have said, Anochi Hashem! Anochi Hashem Elokecha. Why both? Kihine Yisrael Gamkein Ta'u Milafnim Kamar Mitzrayim. Before Am Yisrael had clarity of vision. They, when Makos were happening, question is, when did it flip over? But originally, as we know, they were on the 49th level of Tumah. They were also on the Avodah And they also might have thought, Sheyes Chas V'Shalom Shnei Rishuyos. Maybe there are two sources upstairs. Poel Ra U Poel Tov. There's the source of all good and the source of all bad. Maybe there are two sources, as many of the other religions believe. That's why at the beginning of the Dibros, Hashem wants to tell us, make sure you know, Anochi, Hashem Elokecha. I'm Rachim and I'm Din. Anochi Yudkei Vavkei Elokim. It's all one source. It's all Anochi. It's all me. Anochi, Hashem Elokecha. Gabi Kabbalah Satara Kedosha. Shem Havaya Velokim. Loharos Lebrei Yisrael Hashem Echad. That's Emuna. Believe in me. Believe Hashem Echad. Believe it's all, everything comes from one. Umeyito kolapulos. It's all from him. Uluraya Omer. And as a raya, he says, Asher Hoseisichameres Mitzrayim. Why? What does that prove? What happened in Mitzrayim? There was Ra and Tov at the same time. There was Ra punishment to the Mitzrayim, which at the same moment was a Hatzala to Am Yisrael. Just like that, there was one source for that. Rachamim and Din. Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hoseisicha Meretz Mitzrayim. Ra'u Shama, Shahaya L'Ra'a Al Mitzrayim, I told Yisrael. Harisha Hashem Echad, Ushmo Echad, V'hu Ribon Kol Hama'asim. So at the beginning of the Dibros, we have Hashem Elokecha, Din and Rachamim, it's all Anochi, it's all one source, and that's exactly what you saw in Mitzrayim. Asher Hoseisicha Meretz Mitzrayim, you saw Tov, and you saw Ra. That's on the first Dibra. Let's move on now to Dibra number, or Dibur number four. Shabbos. So just a two-minute thought, or a three-minute thought, of Lundis that is quoted here on the Parsha, that's why I'm, I'm quoting it here, from three of the great contemporary Dola Yisrael. Puts it all together. The Sefer Tiva Parsha. It's a fascinating sefer, and every parsha has four different sections. It has drash and actualia and and gematria, all different sections. So he quotes the Taz in Hilchas Chanukah. It has to do with Shabbos. That's why we're going to talk about it now. So the Taz tells us: Let's say somebody forgot on Shabbos Chanukah, and somebody is a woman lights candles, Shabbos candles, and oh. Forgot Hanukkah candles. What do you do? Says the Taz. Sha'adam Shekibel Shabbos Beferish. Lifnesha Hidlik Neiris Hanukkah. Tsarech Lovakish Me Echon Mibne Beso. Sheyadlik Avuro. He should ask somebody to light for him. She should ask somebody to light if she's lighting. That's Balacha. The Taz says, somebody ready was Makabal Shabbos? Okay, Shabbos, what can you do? Have somebody else like Hanukkah candles for you. Ask all the Achronim. And we're going to see answers from Rav Chaim Kidievsky and Rav Steinman and Rav Pinchasheinberg, Pincha Sheinberg, three of the great Gedolim, Bizman They all ask, the rule normally is, if I can't do something, I cannot make a shliach to do it. The whole concept of shlichus, of creating an agent, is I could do something, but I don't want to do it, so I'll let you do it for me. But you have to, one has to be able to do it themselves in order to create a shliach. I can buy something, so I can make you a shliach to buy something for me. I can, if I can do it, then I can make you a shliach. If I can't do it, then I can't. I can't light Hanukkah candles right now. So how can I make you a shliach to light Hanukkah candles for me? That's the shayla. Therefore, 
That's the kasha. Somebody's Bakabal Shabbos. How could they make a shliach like Hanukkah candles if they can't light themselves? Three answers given right here in the Teva Parsha. First, with Chaim Kenevsky. Chaim Kenevsky tells us, Im no mashe mitzvahs ne'er Hanukkah muteles al ha-bayis. Chaim Kenevsky tells us, a chiddish in Neiris Hanukkah. Ne'er Hanukkah maybe can be looked at as a chiyuv on the house. Not as much a chiyuv on the person. As we know, the minog in Svartic circles is that there's only one Chanukiah in the entire house. Nobody else lights. None of the boys, not the girls, not the wife, nobody. So the Shulchan Aruch says, one Chanukiah. And even according to Ashkenazic custom, but maybe still the mitzvah can be formulated as a chiyuv, yes, that a person does, but it's a mitzvah on the house. Ner ish ubeso. Says of Chaim Kenevsky, if that's true, then it's not really that I am making a shliach to light for me. I don't have to make a shliach light for me. Once a candle is lit in my house for Hanukkah, then Mamela, my house has a candle. It's not really a shliach that I am a chuyav, and therefore I can make you, and I must make you a shliach. No. Kivan shemalikim ner Hanukkah bebayis, yotem it's not really shlichus in the formal sense. Mo'ila mishum shehulot ner chanaka v'bayis lo midin shlichus. Number one, a chiddush in ner chanaka. Number two, says of Steinman. Second column, a chiddush in the concept of Kabbalah Shabbos. This is a major machlokus. We showed him already, but he takes a stand on the issue. Me'achar, line three. Me'achar v'hamishalech yacholi hishol ha'kabola Shabbos. When I'm mekabola Shabbos, could I retract? Am I going to retract? It's a kabola. Let's say I'm a kabola. It's not Shabbos yet. Objectively, it's not shkia yet. Could I retract? It's a machlokis. There are some rishonim, and the achronim expand upon it, the lavush and others, that kabola Shabbos can be viewed as a neder. I accept, I I take upon myself responsibility that it's Shabbos now. I made a net there not to do Malacha. That's how Kabbalah Shabbos can be looked at. If that's the case, says Rav Steinman, I could, just like I could go to a Chacham to get rid of my net there, to be Shoel on my net there, I could go to a Chacham to be Shoel on my Kabbalah Shabbos. I don't, but I can. That's what's called Biyado. I could do it. The halakhic principle, if it's in my power to do it. If it's in my power to do it. So it's not as if I did it, but I could do it. What does that mean? Says Rav Steinman. I can do it. I don't, but I can do it. I can be shoval, then I can light Hanukkah candles. Since it's biyadi, that's good enough for me to be able to make a shliach. Answer number two. And finally, the third answer in our little lumdis interlude in our Parshish Yisrael. It's Parshish Yisrael, Kabbalah Torah. So we have to have a little of everything. A little halacha, a little lumdis, a little drush. Says Rav Scheinberg in the last answer. What does it mean if I can't do something, I can't make a shliach to do it? That's if I physically cannot do it. If there's something really holding me back, my ability, then I cannot make a shliach. Rav Scheinberg tirates, Ein omrim kol milsa di'il lomatsi avid, lomatsi mashvi shliach. The principle that you can't make a shliach for something that you cannot do, ela kasher ha-mishaleach eno yocholasos etz etzem ha-maisa. If I can't do a certain action, for example, shaleach shliach lakadish isha shadayni eishas ish, I send a shliach to marry a woman for me, but the woman's married already. So, I can't do that, so therefore, he can't do that. But in our case, Rav Scheinberg is Mechadish. I want to light Hanukkah candles. What's preventing me? I happen to have been Mechadish Shabbos. 
But that's not white, that doesn't wipe away halachically my ability to the physical act I could do. It's just that I have an external, another element that is preventing me. But fundamentally, I can look at it, says of Scheinberg, as I have the ability to light Hanukkah candles. There's only a problem of my Kabbalah Shabbos. Okay. Three ideas to whet our appetites got us to be able to mention three of the great Doli Yisrael B'zman And now we go back to Drush and a very special thought from the Nitziv. If you look further in the Aseret Sadibros, Dibra number five, after Shabbos, Kabeinu Zavicha Mecha. Honor your parents. Lema'an ya'arichun yomecha. So that you will have arichas yamim, one of the few mitzvahs in the Torah that has this reward. Al ho'adama asher Hashem alokecha nosin lach. So you will have arichas yamim on the land that Hashem is giving to you. Ask the Nitziv. What is the connection between Kibbut HaVa'im and the land of Israel? Kabedas HaVecha V'esimecha Al HaAdama Laman Yarichon Yamecha We don't really focus on it. Everybody quotes Arichas Yamim, Arichas Yamim. That's what, no, but what does it say? Arichas Yamim in Eretz Yisrael. Al HaAdama Asher Hashem Alokecha Nosin Lach Ask the Nitziv who did not live in Eretz Yisrael. Haya B'mashma Source number seven why is that? Aval line six As we know, the Gemara puts these two together. If you look in Kiseitse, by Shiluach Hakan, sending away the mother bird, which is a very easy mitzvah. What does it say there? Veha'arachta yamim. Period. It doesn't mention Kibbut Avaim there. It doesn't mention Eretz Yisrael there. Dafka here. Alho Adama. Doesn't just say Arifaz Yamin, but Arifaz Yamin related to Eretz Yisrael. Mikal Shekein. So if that, if Shiloh Hakan has Arifaz Yamin even in Chutz Laaretz, Mikal Shekein Kibarav Aim, Shehu Chamur, U Mitzvah Sichlis. It's a mitzvah that makes sense. It's a stringent mitzvah. So why is it? Yesh Lahavin, Ma Dechsiv Kan Al HaAdama. Says the Nitziv, El Aba HaMikra Bazel Ulamdeinu Iker Gadol. Is to teach us something crucial. This is a thought that the Ramban made famous in other contexts, and he quotes the Ramban, but then the Tziv is going to apply it in an amazing way here. The Ramban writes and told us in other places at length at the end of Parshas Achremos. Even though a mitzvah that is not connected to the land applies everywhere. A mitzvah applies everywhere in the world. They are more miyuchad. They are more special. They are more unique. They are more significant. Even mitzvos that have nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. Mitzvos that have no connection. We've quoted the Rashi. Parshas Akev, I think, and the Ramban. Even Tfilin. Ravon Lichtenstein tells over the story that one time he picked up Rav Hutner, his Rebbe at the airport. When he came to Eretz Yisrael, and Rav Hutner said to him, I just want to go to, 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 to the shul to put on Tfilin. He's like, Rebbe, you put on tefillin on the plane already. You dive on the plane. It's like, no, that, that was Chutzlar's dick tefillin. And now he put on Eretz Yisrael dick tefillin. I'm not saying that's Lamaisa. Just Rafutner took that Ramban very literally. Says the Nitziv, mitzvos are more miyuchad in Eretz Yisrael. Vahadavar muvan shelefizeh gam yiudim. Also, the promises and the destinies. Af agavshe yeshnam bechutz laaretz mikomakom yoser mishamshim umagiim beEretz Yisrael. They are more attainable and meaningful in Eretz Yisrael. So now says the Nitziv. Let's get back to our mitzvah. Meata haisad asno senes. Logic would dictate. Shezeh haklal eino bemitzvah shemir adam lashamayim veina das enoshi nosin aleha. This makes sense to say that mitzvahs are more meaningful in the palace of the king by mitzvahs that have to do with us and the king. Ben Adam Lamakam mitzvahs. 
like Tefillin, like others. You would have thought those mitzvos make more of a difference in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. Who shall svara no say sheikar svara be miyuchad beEretz Yisrael? Mschara miyuchad beEretz Yisrael. But by a mitzvah that is ben adam by a mitzvah that is focused interpersonally, then what does Eretz Yisrael have to do with those mitzvahs? So maybe you're okay. You want to say they're special? Okay, Those mitzvahs make a difference in chutz la'aretz in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Nitziv, that's the emphasis of our pasuk. Yes, even mitzvahs that quote unquote make sense to us and are ben adam It's all about being nice and akaras atov. Dafka by kibud avaim al vadama asher Hashem alokecha no simach. Even kibud avaim is more with his lashon miyuchad in Eretz Yisrael. What is a mitzvah? It's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's from Baruch That all mitzvahs, any reason for a mitzvah is not the reason of the essence of the mitzvah. That's just to make it more palatable to us. And what gives us more motivation to do it. But ultimately, it's a mitzvah because it's a mitzvah. And we do it because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us. And that is why, even by Kibbut HaVa'im, which is one of the ultimate Logic, ultimate logically, ultimately logical mitzvos, even there, dafka in, in Eretz Yisrael, even in Eretz Yisrael, dafka in Eretz Yisrael, even this mitzvah has, has uniqueness. And then he quotes in the Harachev Davar there on the bottom, towards the end of the Harachev Davar, just to emphasize his point, the MS line 7, Ein l'shevach mitzvahs l'shabeach mitzvahs asay shall keep it of aim. Shumidas achesed yoser mi mitzvahs asay shall machias amalek o ibud irani dachas shiach zarius. Well, we feel like the keep it of aim. We feel that it's different than machias amalek, but from Hashem's vantage point, it all makes sense. Hashem has his reasons for all six thirteen. From our point of view, from our small, minute, finite. Point of view, Kibbutz Avaim is very different than Mechias Amalek and wiping out and burning down and Yerani Dachas. But from Hashem's point of view, these are Xerus. He has his reasons, Kaviyacho, and we have to, and Mitzidenu, we have to try to view them as much as we can. They're all mitzvos. And therefore, even the mitzvos that are what we would call Mishpatim, Eretz Yisrael, adds an element to every single mitzvah in the Sefer HaMitzvahs. That's the Nitzvah. Okay, post Aseris Adibris. So what's left? What's left in Parshas Yisro? After the Aseris Adibros, so we have the building of a Mizbeach. Building of a Mizbeach. The Torah tells us, V'mizbach avanim ta'aseli lo tivne eshen gozis. You build a, this im is not an if, it's a when. When you build a Mizbeach of stone, do not use yun stones. Can't cut the stones. Because you wave a, a sword on them, and that will be mechalo them from being used. What's the reason? What's the reason, according to Chazal, why we can't use yun stones on the Mizbeach? Says Rashi, If you use stone, if you use swords, you were mechalo it. Because what's the purpose of a Mizbeach? The purpose of a Mizbeach... I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to go out of order. I, I skipped one. Okay, we'll go out of order. Uh, so Mizbeach was created to be Ma'arich a person's life, to give them Kapara. And a sword is the opposite. So what do you do all day on the Mizbeach? You bring Karbanas and Kapara and Chattas and Asham. So that's the opposite of a sword. Skip 8 and 9 for a moment. We'll go out of order. I apologize. Hopefully it'll sound the same. Asks, if you look in source number 10, the Sefer Otsros Torah, he says, he quotes also the Nachla Svi. I didn't see it in the Nachla Svi when I looked in there. That's why I was looking for it. But it says the Otsros Torah, the Mizbeach brings length to life and performs its function when it is already a Mizbeach. Why then is it so important to not use a sword in the building of the Mizbeach? Rashi makes it sound like there's a conflict. A sword, a carbon, they don't mix and met. They can't be put together. 
No problem. After you build the Mizbeach, a sword's not going to be here. It's just to build the Mizbeach. The Mizbeach does nothing in the building process. It's not Marech Yom Shaladam. So first you'll use the sword and then afterwards. What do you see? Ella line 11. Kan lim de osanu atorah ma'achashivus ha'gadola b'reishus kodavashibikdusha. No, no, no. If we want to build something of purity, if we want to be able to accomplish something, it's got to be pure from the start, from the first act that's done relating to this object. A mizbeach. It's got to be built perfectly, purely, without a cherev. If Barzel was waived in the beginning, it can't do what it needs to accomplish when it is built. Because in the building, it was chaser. If we want something to be perfect and effective, even in the creation of it, in the building, it's got to be perfect from the from the start. And he quotes the Gemara Bab Metziah, which and he's also in Ksubis that we've quoted in the past, that Rabchia says, Rabchia had an amazing strategy, how to make sure that Torah was never forgotten in Israel. He would plant flax and make plant, make nets and catch deer and then go through the whole process and use the hides to write Torah and, and she sort of Mishnah and give it to kids. And the question of the Mepharshim, the Marshal there asks, why couldn't he just get buy nets from somewhere and catch the deer and or buy animals? No, because the Marshal says it's got to be pure from the first moment. Because whatever it is in the first moment affects everything. The Vilna Gon, he quotes in the continuation, says that if there was a shul that was built lishma from the beginning to the end, every clod of earth that was moved with a shovel, every single, it was total lishma, l'shem, kedushim, yisakanases, nobody would ever daven without kavana in that shul. It would be impossible. If there was such purity in the building of it, it would never, it would never lend itself to have tefillah without kavana. And one other thought he quotes, turning the page for a minute from Rabzusha on the back page. Rabzusha says, "Al derech drush." An insightful pshat. The Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, line nine: "Shnayim sheyoshvin ve'im b'neim divrei Torah arizem oshav leisim." If two people are sitting and they're not talking and learning, so it's a, it's a. It's a gathering of scoffers. Harizem Moshev Leitzin. Says with Zusha a little deeper. If two people are sitting and they're not learning, this is a raya that previously there were Leitzim sitting here. Harizem Moshev Leitzim. Because they created that space. And afterwards, it affects what happens in that space afterwards. And that's exactly why he says the mabul, even a few inches of the ground had to be destroyed. Because that would... They have to start again. It has to be uprooted. And that's why the Mizbeach has to be built even without a sword, even though the Mizbeach will only be Marich after, after its time, after it was built. Okay, one final thought for the evening. Going back now. Source number eight. If you look in the Pasuk, Perachav um, Pasachav. Thank you. Right before the passage that we just read. Build me a Mizbeach, and any place that my name is mentioned, So this is tangentially related, but again, it's here in the parsha in the Sefer Tufchei Abiyo, where Zilberstein from, from Bnei Brak writes stories. He's the same author as the Sefer Olenu L'Shabeach. But he writes stories and varts and thoughts. Says the Tufcha Yabi, he quotes, any place that my name is mentioned. God's name is mentioned everywhere, even when we come out of the bathroom. When we think that we're involved in the most mundane, animalistic part of our lives. Coming out of the bathroom, we also mention a Kodesh Baruch whose name then. And we say a Baruch Asher Yatsar. And he first quotes amazing stories about Asher Yatsar. Quotes that there was somebody who had certain intestinal issues and he went to a certain certain Rav who gave him the Eitzah to Rav Zilberstein. This is Rav Zilberstein's Talmud, the writer of the stories. So Rav Zilberstein said, start saying Asher Yatsar with more Kavana. He did and he had a complete refua. Amazing stories about Asher Yatsar. But I want to focus on the second half. Line 18. He quotes from Rav Benzion Abishol. 
Zatzal, one of the one of the great uh, greats of the past uh, generation. Ilmali haya oso agon oso acheshman azeh, and if if he wouldn't have said the following point, lo hayinu anachnu meizim lo marzos, we wouldn't say it. But he said it, so we could say it, and hopefully to be inspired from it. He said, if you do a cheshman of how many brachos the average person says in a seventy-year lifespan, you may should say the shivim shana. It works out to be about two and a half million. About two and a half million brachos that we say. When we get up after 120 years and the wagons of our brachos are loaded, are, they're loaded in all the, wa- the wagon loads and the wa- two and a half million brachos. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So there are wagon loads and wagon loads of brachos. But then the brachas start being analyzed. How many brachas are we proud of? How many of the Asher Yatsars, Bechomakom Asher Askir Shmi, are we proud of? Says, Rebetzion Abishol, Rachman Litzlan, probably, and hopefully we'll change it from this moment, out of two and a half million brachas, all the wagon loads, we could have probably just come in with a knapsack. With the brachas that we're proud of, Dai haya b'kama sakio nylon, k'dai lachshov al kaf od biotenu kan ba'olam ha'asiya, and he ends off with a jarring thought. Maybe we should try to work on getting a couple of knapsacks, getting a couple of truckloads. B'chal makom asher askir shmi. We mention Hakadosh Baruch Hu's name so often. Rabbi Forrest writes in his Akdama to Hilchas Brachas. He quotes Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. He says, imagine, imagine if we see a little boy. He's three years old. He gets his first pair of tzitzis. Oh, it's beautiful, amazing, wonderful. We're so proud to look at the boy. Let's say the fa- uh, when he's five years old, he's still wearing that same pair of tzitzis. He still looks cute. It's a little small. We still smile when, he's, when we see him. Let's say we see the, uh, him. He's 13 years old and he's still wearing that little talus katan. Now we think already, what's... What's going on here? What's he, you know, it's a little, little choking him around his neck. And what about when he's 35, 40, 45 years old and he's still wearing that same talus katan? Something's wrong with him. There's a problem here. He didn't grow since he was in kindergarten. He's in the same space that he was in kindergarten. Says by force, using the thought of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, we've been making brachas so many years. When we're in first grade, when we're in second grade, you know what he emphasizes? Maybe we've gone backwards. We see a little child make a bracha. Baruch Hashem. And we laugh at them. That's not a bracha. This is a bracha. That's a bracha. And we laugh and we think they're strange. We're wearing the same talus katan that we've been wearing for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. B'chomakom asher azkir eshmi avoi lechlo v'rechticha. In every space, every time, little steps, once a day, twice a day, whatever it is, little steps to try to help us focus more on all the places that we're masking, Kaddish Baruch Hu's name, because if we could do that, so then, Avoy Lech, Kaddish Baruch Hu will come and give us a bracha as well.